Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This episode is going to be for Joshua chapter 5. And it came to pass, when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel. I guess they must have spies or something round about, because uh, they sure communicate quickly, don't they? Until we were passed over, that their heart melted, neither was their spirit in them any more, because of the children of Israel. And at the time the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives, or flint knives, and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. I think that's for those that didn't get it the first time, not that they're doing it anyway. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the, this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way after they came out of Egypt. Now all the people that had come out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way as they came forth out of Egypt, them they, them they had not circumcised. Okay, that explains it, right? For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, till all the people that were men of war, which came out of Egypt, were consumed, because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord, unto whom the Lord sware that he would, that he would not show them the land which the Lord sware or covenanted unto their fathers, that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. And their children, whom he raised up in their stead, i.e. in the place of their fathers, them Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised, because they had not circumcised them by the way. I think they weren't circumcised, and so now they had to be. And it came to pass, when they had done circumcising all the people, that they abode in their places in the camp till they were whole, or completely healed. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off, your, from off you, wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal, or i.e. rolling, unto this day. So this is actually the renewal of the covenant with Abraham. and that, So that's what they're doing. This is also renewing of the covenant was in preparation for the Passover, which is going to happen here too. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn or grain from the previous year of the land of the, on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land, neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass, when Joshua was, was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I come now. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Although there is a noticeable lack of detail in this account, what is recorded suggests a miraculous vision shown to Joshua. 
Most commentators assume either a mortal servant of God or an angel came to strengthen Joshua and Israel as they prepared for their first battle. Two things, however, suggest that Joshua may actually have been have seen Jehovah, the premortal Jesus Christ. First, when Joshua fell down to worship him, no attempt was made to stop him. Yet the mortal servants of God are quick to prevent others from worshiping them, even when they have demonstrated great power. The same thing is true of angels, for twice when we are awed at the presence of angels and fell at their feet to worship them, John the Revelator was told the same thing. See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets. The angel who appeared to Samson's parents clearly taught them that any offerings were to be to the Lord, but no attempt was made to prevent Joshua from falling down to worship this being. Second, the personage commanded Joshua to remove his shoes because he was standing on holy ground. The same instructions Jehovah gave to Moses on Mount Sinai. But since this account in Deuteronomy is very scant on details, it can only be surmised that the being may have been the Lord. And that was out of the Old Testament manual. We all believe that the Lord will fight our battles. That was not the book of Deuteronomy, but the book of Joshua. I'm not sure why it said that. Anyway, we all believe that the Lord will fight our battles, but how? Will he do it while we are unconcerned and make no effort whatever for our own safety when an enemy is upon us? If we make no efforts to guard our towns, our houses, our cities, our wives and children, will the Lord guard them for us? He will not. But if we pursue the opposite course and strive to help him to accomplish his designs, then will he fight our battles. We are baptized for the remission of sins, but it would be quite as, as reasonable to expect remission of sins without baptism as to expect the Lord to fight our battles without our taking every precaution to be prepared to defend ourselves. The Lord requires us to be quite as willing to fight our own battles as, as to have him fight them for us. If we are not ready for an enemy when he comes upon us, we, will, we have not lived up to the requirements of him who guides the ship of Zion or who dictates the affairs of his kingdom. That was by Brigham Young. Verse 15, And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. In uh, the book of Exodus, it says, Behold, I send an angel, which is a capital A, before thee, to keep thee in the way, and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him, and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not, pro he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites, the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. And then in Revelation it says, and I, and I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard them, heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then said he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant. The angel says not to worship him, he is a fellow servant. But when Joshua falls down to worship the angel, he is not told to stop. Although Joshua is told to remove his shoes, he sees Jehovah. When we come into the kingdom of heaven, we will also there meet Jesus Christ, who will be our final judge. So that's the end of chapter 5, and we'll see you next time. Bye.